0: Oh, Quay. Oh, Quay. Wow. I already fucked it up. (laughs)
1: She took it away, folks. (laughs) Uh,
0: I was going to say uh, A Quiet Place is the best. Everyone watch it. And switching gears really quickly before Carson can say anything. uh, Pop quiz, assholes. Um, I have here uh, a lineup of six questions. Some are better than others. The last one is a doozy. Uh, But I'm going to ask all three of... Oh, sorry. Both of our guests and our... Fearless host Carson, uh, about th- the same question at the same time. No, no it's not a like a time thing. We oh, were gonna. Buzz- we're just
1: getting I'm... ready
2: to buzz in. You guys have. have a bell
0: if you guys to... have no time to think. But I'm gonna go one by one. Okay, I'm gonna say the question, and then go uh, Carson go, Rebecca go. Oh, I'm so bad at this. That kind of thing. Okay. So when it. I point at you, it's your turn. All right. Uh, everyone ready? You know the rules. Okay, good. I'm stalling now. Uh, question one. Nazi zombies or Nazi vampires? Nazi
2: zombies. Vampires.
0: Vampires? Wow. That went not how I thought it would go. Uh, who is your movie henchman? Uh, On job. I'm partial to an Igor.
2: A movie henchman? You overrided
0: yeah. my point. That was, <laughs> <laughs> I did, I that was amazing. <laughs>
2: That's how marriage works, I got folks. <laughs> A movie henchman?
0: you have no think three seconds before these guys get to pick what we say
2: i can't think of any henchmen five four what are my options three any two no
0: one. jar jar oh, is no! your henchman she choose,
1: said jar, jar i choose bb8 that's all right
0: wait who did you say
1: uh igor
0: igor yeah uh Jar. no n- bb8 anyways doesn't matter uh <laughs> ready alien or predator go uh alien
2: i haven't seen predator so alien
3: Predator.
0: why
1: whoa wait b- both of you why
3: because Predator would win that battle. Well,
1: Predator's stronger, movies. but Alien's like just scarier. Just plain freakier. What about you? I
0: haven't,
2: I haven't seen Predator. Oh, that's the reason. I do love Sigourney <laughs> Weaver, so okay. that's why.
0: Okay, next one. Samuel L. Jackson or Morgan Freeman? Go.
2: Samuel L. Jackson.
1: Morgan Freeman. Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah.
0: That, kind, that kind of went the way I thought it would go. <laughs> okay. And the piece de resistance. This is my favorite question that I've asked so far in any of our episodes. <laughs> You are a Bond villain. What is your master plan? I'm gonna give five seconds before I point to someone. Five, four, three, two, one, go.
1: I guess melt the ice caps. Melt the ice caps? Yeah, you gotta go with that. Is it one. like
0: accelerated exponentially? Because that's already happening. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you're kind of like, you're playing the long game.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I would do it very fast, probably, <laughs> with a laser, I would say. Okay. So I'm going to melt the ice caps. It's going to be like, your guys are already doing so this. it's, it's like, like a, oh, no, we should have done things faster. It's like, like
0: a die another day, Gustav Graves type thing, but times 50. Oh, yeah. Okay, go.
3: Uh, I'm going to blow up the moon.
0: Fuck, uh, that was
1: mine! <laughs> nice. oh, yeah. oh, I'm yeah. also going
3: to blow up the moon as part it of my planet. kill the Earth, but it would make things very inconvenient and different.
0: Cool. Uh, mess with the tides. I like it. Your I, turn.
2: I was gonna blow up the moon.
0: <laughs> On the fly. Okay, so
2: here's what I'm gonna do instead. I'm gonna drill into the center of the planet. Oh. And detonate something in there, because... Detonate... I I the I was yeah. just gonna say. I'm gonna do the core. the core. That's what's gonna happen.
0: Whereas they were trying to save
2: the world... Yeah, you I'm will... gonna ruin it. Yes.
1: Yeah. Preparation one through, uh... H. <laughs> H through H <laughs> for a complete... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit that's a bungled awesome powers reference
0: but i screwed it up too it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> um okay i think I'm, I'm just gonna announce the next uh that, that was our pop quiz assholes um and our next segment or last segment second last segment who's counting um, our good friend and, uh, multiple guest Dan has provided us with a grocery bag full of questions,
3: <laughs> literally a grocery, literally bag.
0: grocery bag, make the sound. There it is. That is the grocery bag full of questions. Um, we are going to answer these questions. They have to do with, uh... The movies of the year. Actually, honestly, I don't know what these questions are. I'm
3: slightly worried about what questions you <laughs> picked for us. Yes. We, 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 we will just answer them whenever they are.
0: I have kept this grocery bag sealed for the last two days. I do not know what is in them. Uh, we're just going to have at it.
3: They're all going to uh, be the same questions. It's <laughs> be great. The basic theme is movies of 2018. We're talking about stuff that came out this year. Yes, uh, ideally. Maybe best uh, something, most something of this year. Unless um, he didn't
0: follow directions.
3: Which is possible. <laughs> <laughs>
0: he did enlist some friends uh, in his Dungeons & Dragons group, so this could go off the rails. Uh, first question. Here we go. Oh, this is pretty standard. Uh, which movie had the best special effects in 2018? That's
3: literally an Oscar award, which I told him not to do. <laughs> Oh, okay. Then
0: I'll just rip this one up.
3: Well, okay. Well, what's okay,
0: it? we we won't take too much time on this one. Best special effects. Solo, a Star Wars story.
3: Oh, nice! <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I can see a vein pulsing in Carson's head.
2: I feel like this is we're the doing... last podcast we were on. Avengers, Solo, Deadpool. Uh, I don't
1: Deadpool know. Annihilation. Oh, oh. I Annihilation as well. Yeah,
2: right? definitely Annihilation.
0: Yeah which is the movie I mentioned earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Let's,
1: <laughs> quickly. <laughs> Let's
0: quickly move on to the next question. Best example of a genre?
3: Oh, that's an interesting one. Yeah, I get
0: that. Do I pick a genre? No,
3: no, I mean, like, because it's like best at being a horror movie versus best at oh. being a romance versus best at being an action movie. Like, okay, best okay. Best being the thing yes. that it is. Yes, yes.
0: I would say uh, Ant Man is the best at being a Marvel movie. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, hot take! Um,
3: Can I say that Isle of Dogs is the best at being a Wes Anderson movie?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, you're well within your rights to say that.
1: Yeah, cutesy. It stars more actors than you could shake a stick at. Yeah, well, that sounds
3: about right. Uh, I'm actually, I'm gonna say Hereditary um,
0: as a horror
3: movie. I think Hereditary as a Horror movie. Oh, fuck no, I'm questioning mm-hmm. myself. But Hereditary versus Annihilation as a horror movie, because they're both horror, they're both suspense. I think Hereditary as a psychological horror is better than Annihilation as a uh, Aesthetical I mean, horror.
0: I, I we can agree that Annihilation is a great movie, but yeah. it doesn't follow it doesn't like encompass or it doesn't the sh- uh, it's not a genre movie it's
2: not easily defined yes necessarily
0: which is why it would lose this one i suppose i
3: generally hate horror movies but hereditary was both a really good movie and also kept me up at night multiple nights really Yo, there is (laughs) one scene in specific that i can't fall asleep in this room if i think about it because it's fucking weird have you guys seen it at all? No. Absolutely not. She, I have to
1: wait until she's miles away before I could watch it. I both recommend it and don't recommend it. Done. Watching.
0: How about um, in the genre of bad movie, I would say uh, Pacific Rim Uprising.
1: I would, I would counter that with Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find the Crimes of Ooh. Grindelwald. Ooh. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> no, it's him. <laughs> uh, no, like
3: I, I actually really agree with that because I love the first Fantastic Beasts. Yes. Uh, right. And Fantastic Beasts 2 is just a long episode of Game of Thrones... Yeah. Uh, where nothing actually gets resolved within the movie itself and has no plot and is really just disappointing.
2: Well, and I would like to propose the alternative title, which is The Crimes of Johnny Depp. Like, <laughs> no, because Johnny Depp is fine. No, it's awful. No,
3: in no. real life, he's not fine. Okay, at all. in real life, he's not fine. But <laughs> no. in this role, he doesn't overplay it.
2: I thought he was miscast. I cannot. I get think he's over only overcast.
3: Like, he's miscast because he's, he's so recognizable, overhyped. And because that role really doesn't do anything. But, like, if you compare it to roles like, um, what's that Cowboys and Indians one? Uh, Daniel Ranger. Ranger. Oh. He really overplays the role. And in this one, like, he doesn't, he does the appropriate amount of, like, it's just enough to be interesting. But the movie really is not about that character. It's about something else. And it's really not about anything. It's really not interesting at all. (laughs) Yeah. But it's not Johnny Depp's fault. I
2: mean, it's not entirely Johnny Depp's fault. I mean, just everything is Johnny Depp's fault. Everyone who contributed to the writing of this movie, it's their yes, fault. It I was agree. not good.
0: I'm, I'm so kind of more interested to watch it now. <laughs> it's, like, the
2: whole movie is just a setup for the third. Yeah. I
0: felt like that's how I felt about the first one, though. No, the
3: first movie I really loved that it's like it was a self contained story that was started and completed on its own it but un- until the ending and though, the characters like, no. had arts yeah but the, the ending, ending was good like developed. it completed the newt scamander storyline until the second one completely undid it i guess but like yeah it was a good story i cared about it even though like i don't really care about harry potter i'm sorry <laughs> but like it, it continued a franchise <laughs> that i didn't care about but it was good it was a good self-contained story all the characters were good they were good characters but and then the second one just like there was no story there was nothing started and completed it was just a couple of continuing storylines
2: well and i feel like another area that uh this movie failed in which is something that i didn't like about you know solo for example <laughs> is is i felt like the writers instead of being like how can we contribute to this universe and and create more original content it was like. What do the fans want to see? And it, was, it was too cute. It was too self-referential. And I'm not interested in that. I want to see what's new, what's interesting about this world that I'm very familiar with. Don't give me what I already know. And that it's, was what was good with the first one. Yeah. yeah. The
0: only compl- the only real complaint I have with the first one is that at the very end, I felt like it wasn't resolved. Like They, well, they didn't really accomplish yeah. anything. And just seeing Johnny Depp appear out of nowhere—it <laughs> completely took me out of the movie. It's it like it's not Grindelwald; it's Johnny Depp.
3: where yeah. it fit with the char- Like I really liked the characters, and I, it yeah. made me care about what happened next because I liked the characters. Yeah. Whereas with this yeah. one, I'm like, all right, you're. You want me to care about what happens next, but I don't.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yes. and none of the characters really developed in no. this film. Like, and, they were just all flat. But there were the... also,
3: like, there was, like, seven plot lines and none of them oh. were resolved. And there was a couple of them where I was like, you could make all, if you cut out five of these plot lines and focus on these two, you could do something interesting.
2: Exactly. But you
3: decided to not make the story about that
2: one. Yeah, for sure. It was, too, yeah
3: think
1: we need to get that one off our chest yeah <laughs> that like i
3: think I, I feel I, better guys that one opened like a whole pandora's box <laughs> yeah. of
0: feelings there um i are gonna read the next question moving right along oh this is a good one most most stupidest cringeworthy moment slash scene
3: <laughs>
1: there's there's so many to choose from <laughs> well, these are hard to do without without prepping for yeah, um, I'm trying oh. to think. What
3: was my most cringeworthy moment of Solo? Because I feel uh, like that's, that's where my
2: mind from. is at too. Yeah, uh, definitely one moment was when he's like, so Han Solo's trying to get off planet, and he's like talking to the imperial, I don't know, border control control guy, and he's like, "So you're alone? So you're <laughs> oh, solo? <yeah. laughs> that was <laughs> fucking brutal." Uh,
3: I would say that tied with the last scene of Fantastic Beasts.
1: Yes. Yeah. I was like, oh yes. no, don't was do that. that more cringeworthy <laughs> than the last scene of Solo though? There's the debate. No,
3: I I would say the the scene you you mentioned in Solo where like he's like talking to the, the whatever and <laughs> yeah. pilot is like, no, that that takes the cake as the most. <laughs> I think you found it right off the <laughs> bat. Yeah, I think we
0: we nailed that. I one. win. <laughs> Let me think, of, like, what else was released this year? Deadpool.
2: Yep, Venom. Like, nothing Eden
0: really cringe cringe-worthy.
3: No. no. Venom. Yeah, Did Venom have any? It, it had,
0: uh, there was, I think there was some moments in Venom, especially at the end when uh, Tom Hardy's talking to his girlfriend, where I, felt, I just felt like this is not how a human speaks. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, the other movie I'll mention is Mandy uh the Nicolas Cage movie where he basically kills everyone for an hour. Uh, the first <laughs> full hour of this movie is cringeworthy of just like there's this scene where she's reading a book on like in a like view of the forest and she has a dollar bill as her bookmark. And it's just like there's moments like that where it's so on the nose of like oh, she would use money as a bookmark. (laughs) And it's like, just stuff like that. It's like, I don't know if it's almost cringeworthy, but it's just like all those small moments added up just made a cringeworthy hour of movie. Hmm.
2: So I haven't seen this movie, but from your description, is Nicolas Cage trying to make a John Wick? I was just... Is that what is happening? No, it's completely different. Okay, okay. It's
3: much more artistic and it's much crazier. And like... There's a couple scenes in the fin- in the second hour of the movie where it's really interesting. Okay. But there's just so many artistic, for the sake of artistic, moments in the first hour where I was just like, at that hour point, I was like, fuck you, movie. <laughs> uh, where, like, if you had cut that whole point, the like, whole hour out and just showed me the second hour, I'd be like, this is cool, this is fun, this is weird. Yeah. Uh, but it, at that point, it had made me hate it so much that I hated the movie overall.
0: I think... It's it's so hard now because the whole like what's your name solo like, that <laughs> that like it's so like so that's it. it like is, yeah, we're we're funny. we're
1: fighting for second place right now <laughs> boyoing spring sound effect <laughs> yeah
2: can we get a slide whistle in <laughs> yeah here?
0: The, the side character looks into the camera <laughs> solo <laughs> there was um no the uh if I can. My God, I can't even speak English anymore. If you can turn back time. No, if I can uh, uh, suggest. There's a better word for suggest. I'm getting caught up in the wrong things. In Pacific Rim. Have you guys seen the second Pacific Rim? No. Yep.
1: I haven't even seen the first. I seen don't watch the second
0: so one. Watch the, the first one. The climax
3: of this movie, I was at Cineplex 4. I was in the theater. It cut out audio <laughs> at the climax of the movie, and I did not give a shit at all. <laughs> so I was like, I'm like, to leave. The I theater. don't have to hear
0: the sound effects. Like, it doesn't matter what they're saying. Um, no, but there's there's a point in the in the climax, funnily, funnily enough. No, actually...
3: Is it where Charlie Day gets like his army of robots?
0: No, there's now thinking about the movie as a whole, like it's pretty much the whole thing is a cringe.
3: Yeah.
0: Let's just skip over that one. (laughs) (laughs) I no, solo wins, you win. One hundred percent. Solo. Okay.
2: I mean, but we all lose because now that's in our brain right at the beginning.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I'm gonna have a good laugh about it later. (laughs) Uh, next question thank you Dan coolest weapons slash gadgets I guess throughout the whole year um,
1: it was a gadget light year there was no James Bonds there wasn't so no gadgets sure. there no. I guess um, bringing Star back... Wars even was gadget light well this time around aside yeah. from
0: what we already know is in Star Wars seeing the double bladed lightsaber in Star in Solo yeah <laughs> <laughs> for no reason oh, no. <laughs> this comes
1: back around um, wow yeah. Solo
0: is just taking the cake it's like the Razzies so, <laughs> I'm,
3: I'm gonna say not so much as the best weapon but so much as the best weapon integrated into a scene uh, I'm gonna say Black Panther when they steal the vibranium weapon at the beginning uh, mainly because Michael B. Jordan at the end he looks at the mask and uh I forget Gollum's, uh the guy, Andy Serkis, Andy circus? yeah, uh, he looks at him and he's like, oh, is that also vibranium? He's like, no, nah, I'm just feeling it. <laughs> and, and, and like that whole scene was just really well done. That, was, yeah. that I would say just the acquiring of that weapon vibranium was super cool. To, to be yeah. fair,
0: everything Michael B. Jordan did in that movie was very well done.
3: I haven't seen Creed 2, so I still have a very high opinion of Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I heard it was good. I haven't but, seen it either. Um, on that note, uh, best use of uh, a gadget in a movie... I, I want to add uh, Mission Impossible Fallout, um, which I just watched recently. It's have you guys seen it? No,
2: no. Is it good? It was, it was surprisingly oh, good. Did, yeah, yeah okay. it was very I like good. The Mission Impossible.
0: Um, and I now I can't say what it is because I'm gonna spoil it. <laughs> the you know what like the face mask thing that they've done before. Oh yeah. But like is they did a little switcheroo, which was which was great. All right. Um, if you ever happen to watch Mission Impossible, so that's a
3: good um, use of gadget. Yeah. The other I would say is the body of not tom hardy in upgrade
0: oh i haven't seen uh
3: basically the movie of upgrade is a computer takes control of not tom hardy's body uh not tom hardy is i forget the actor's name but he's basically he looks a lot like tom hardy but he's not tom hardy Uh, head shake over here i'm
0: I'm literally just thinking tom hardy now
3: (laughs) something something green uh is his name (laughs) Uh, but basically Sonequa Martin Green (laughs) (laughs) that is very not Tom Hardy if you think about Uh, it wait what's the movie Upgrade Uh, but basically it's a computer chip that gets implanted into a guy's brain where it takes control of his uh, movement and control of his body Uh, and it basically turns him into like a super weapon which becomes super cool because he's like as soon as I give like I give permission to this computer chip it turns me into like a killer weapon like my whole body um, and then he decides whether to give a permission or not. Uh, it's a really good movie, uh, but not Tom Hardy does a really good job in that role as well. Is that Think Logan
2: that. Marshall Green?
3: Logan Marshall Green, yes. Nice.
2: Thanks, Google.
0: You know what? Last uh, <laughs> last entry into this uh, category, uh, Deadpool two, uh, where he uses his own broken arm to choke out uh, you know yes. Cable. Yes. That was uh, that, yeah. that was probably the highlight of. of I, the movie. I would agree with that. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, are we all good to move to the next one? Oh. <laughs> oh, this is a this is an MTV MTV Movie Award Best Fight Scene of
2: 2018. Uh, I can't really
0: think of anything. Uh, I've been
1: fighting movie light. Yeah, in my
0: the, 2018. going back to Mission Impossible, uh, the the washroom fight scene with uh Tom Cruise, Superman, and some random Asian guy. That was a solid fight scene.
1: I can put. Down an entry for a movie I wish had a solid fight scene. <laughs> <laughs> um, with Go for two, it with Tomb Raider starring um, oh some pretty heavy hitters. Alicia
2: Vikander. I, yeah,
1: she's awesome. And um, I love her. yep, no, it slipped me. But I wish I wish there was a good one in there. But
3: yeah, the movie had a lot of potential. Uh, in that same vein, I would say Hotel Artemis. Ah, uh, oh, had such a good setup for a scene, and it just never really completed itself. Please, at please
0: the end. don't spoil it. I'm still trying to watch that movie. It
3: all <laughs> happened off camera, so it's you never really see yeah. it, but
1: ah fuck, almost. That almost. was everyone's pick last time I was here. It was everyone raring to see Hotel Artemis. It's it was yeah. fine.
2: It's just not great. <laughs> yeah,
1: it hey, was mostly me, probably.
2: I have another fight scene. Nice. It's, yes. I don't remember the name of her character, but in Black Panther, when they go into that. Um, Sort of gambling oh like things, yeah you know, and she throws and her wig rips off her
0: yeah, wig. Yeah, yeah yeah yes deny guira yeah, 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 yeah i don't know her uh her wakandan name
2: i don't know but that was <laughs> fucking great that any any fight scene with her
0: is set up very well also with her complaining about the wig yeah <laughs> when well, they walked and, in there
2: and like i'd heard about that like, before I saw the movie because I saw it, like, I think after pretty much everyone else, and so I was ready for it, um, and it did not disappoint.
3: Also, I'm going to say any of the fight scenes in Outlaw King because Mm. it made me feel like I was in medieval times and it was fucking terrible, and I was like I never want to fight ever again. Like the the restaurant?
0: I don't want to be near a sword (laughs) ever. I never (laughs) want
3: to be stabbed, I never want to have any blood ever seen ever again.
0: Yep, yeah, that's fair. Okay, uh, I think we're, we've exhausted that one.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: As Carson pours himself a large glass of sake. Yum. Oh, oh this is a good one. Best slash worst one-liners. So low. <laughs> that's <laughs> definitely the worst.
1: I just threw up a little.
0: Um... <laughs> oh, okay. Overlord um the Nazi zombies movie um uh, so honorable mention for a fight scene that i wish was good uh like you mentioned before the uh, one of the final fights i wish the final fight was great but also in that same fight uh there's a there's a moment where the the boss zombie or boss monster is holding the protagonist by like the throat and he's like because um, he's he's just injected himself with the zombie virus to make him stronger so he can fight the boss zombie. So he's like, how does it feel to have like all this strength flowing through you or something like that? And then there's like, beat, like three seconds. Not that fucking great. And then they start <laughs> fighting again. I was like, what? You took that long to think of that? <laughs> that I think that's, up there for worst one-liner for me.
3: Uh, I'm gonna go best and most disappointing because it was in the trailer and I wanted something awesome to happen after, but I'm gonna go back to Hotel Artemis, <laughs> where Dave Bautista says visiting hours are never, <laughs> and then he proceeds to like beat the shit out of a bunch of people, <laughs> which is a great scene, but they never show it. Uh, it's really funny, and he also says in the same movie he's like, "I'm a medical professional." Oh, and that he, one like, is beats the shit out of somebody. That one is uh, in the trailer. But he has a lot of great ones, but they never are as great as you. Uh, So I have one
2: from Death of Stalin because, uh, yeah, Jason Isaacs is just my fucking hero. Um, So who plays Khrushchev again? Do you guys remember? Steve Buscemi. Okay, so he's talking... Steve
0: Buscemi is Khrushchev? Yes. That's (laughs) not who I visualized as Khrushchev.
1: You are in the bathroom when I was... No, I that one
0: out. <laughs> No, but like, I know the people.
2: <laughs> yeah, but he like, he does a great job of it. Like you can definitely. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, so Jason Isaac is talking to Steve Buscemi and he says, uh, I'm going to have to report this conversation threatening to do harm or obstruct any member of the presidentium, uh, in the process of, and Steve Buscemi is just looks ready to <laughs> shit himself. And Jason Isaacs just goes, look at your fucking face! <laughs> yeah, <look at> this. <laughs> and this is like completely the tone of the film. It's just them all
3: fucking with each other and it's great. I'm even oh, more I sold on this movie this... now. Yeah. Oh, what's the, uh... Oh no, it's Jeffrey Tamber, Yeah. and he responds to something and he's like, oh, no problem. And then he's like, no, what I really meant was no problem! problem. <laughs> <laughs> that great,
4: uh, Lionel Lionel
1: Hudson yeah (laughs) no money down uh
0: okay that does it for the 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 one-liner category let's see what's the next one that's backwards the movie oh the movie you love to hate i feel like we've been over this a little bit
1: Oh, we we love-hated a movie pretty hard for <laughs> yeah. a while back there. Yeah. <sighs> love to hate, yeah. No, uh, fantastic. I, honestly, I don't even love to hate that one. It makes me sad to hate that one. I, want it to I love wanted to Because I wanted it to be good. I know.
0: My, oh. Mine is clearly Pacific Rim Uprising, because I was in the first one as an extra. <laughs> and uh, the second one, I was not, so it sucked.
3: Obviously.
1: Yeah. I see a clear connection and there.
0: Naturally.
3: Yeah. <laughs> This goes into sort of love to hate and also hate to hate, which is Batman Ninja. Uh, This is the anime Batman movie that came out a few months ago, direct-to-video. I was really looking forward to it, but it's almost like it's so bad, but it's also what else did I expect from a Batman (laughs) anime movie? Uh, That it was like I was sitting there hating it, but I was like, yeah, this is what it pretty much is going to be. So, yeah.
0: All right, anything. All right, let's uh, move right along. Oh wait, sorry, I have one for that one. Den of Thieves. Um, <laughs> you watched that, didn't you? No, I did not. You didn't? It's like um, it's a heist movie, but uh, Fifty
3: Cent.
0: Fifty Cent is in it. Um, the guy. There's a. A guy who played like I don't know his name, and he like he just plays a soldier in things. He's uh-huh. in it. Yes. <laughs> oh, like it. Do- it really doesn't matter because he's like he's in the mastermind in this like the criminal mastermind in this movie. Ice Cube's son is in it. Oh, the guy yeah. who played Ice Cube in uh in uh Something
3: Jackson.
0: O'Shea Jackson Jr. Uh, he played Ice Cube in Straight Outta Compton. But yeah, that one is like, it was like a heist movie and it was like, I, f- I feel like they wanted to, they focused more on everyone knowing how to use a gun rather than making a movie.
3: Did anyone see Snake out of Compton? No. Whoa. What? You saw is this, that? Is no, this the uh, the
1: snakes on a plane straight out of Compton <laughs> mashup that we all wanted to happen?
3: Just go watch the YouTube trailer, you're going to know exactly... I never saw it, but I assume you know exactly what you're getting into when you watch the trailer.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, let's skip past that one. Uh, best car chase slash vehicle chase. So we'll open that up to like, sci-fi stuff.
3: I, I would say easy, Mission Impossible. Yeah. Uh, there's a solid like two straight scenes in a row that just like... Tom Cruise is really good at running chase and chasing things. <laughs> yes. uh, and there's... There's a scene that has really good uh, score behind it that really kind of emphasizes the uh, action that's happening and then it transitions to a more intense scene that has no score that I think it's the perfect transition in the the kind of audio and sound of a scene to emphasize uh, kind of how much it means. And it's just like that transition between those two scenes is just really, really good. I fucking love those scenes.
2: Nice.
0: I'm I'm not sure if this is what you're talking about, but the whole helicopter chase in no. Mission Impossible. No, no, that well, I'm not saying because it's the best, but it's like it's definitely the most schlockiest chase scene. <laughs> no, I I've was thinking about the one where, it's in the
3: city where he's on the water. Okay, yeah. yeah,
0: no, but like special shout out to the helicopter one where like everyone in that scene should have died at least five <laughs> times, and I like I found myself just being like what. Like, multiple points in that chase.
3: No, I'd say that was an unsatisfying conclusion to an otherwise good movie that made <laughs> that scene. Uh, because, like, Mission Impossible, like, they do just a really good action scene, and it's like, you don't, like, it's decent characters, but that's what makes those movies is it's just like those action scenes are really well shot, the tension is really good, yeah. it feels like it's, this is what it would feel like to actually chase somebody on a bike in a car, uh, and so on. And so it's like, it kind of you take something that's really realistic and really tense and really well shot and turn it to something that's really cheesy. Uh, I would say that's the worst chase.
0: <laughs> Any chase scenes? Anything else from anyone?
1: Unless you can uh, consider *Fantastic Beasts* two uh, to have a chase scene <laughs> I'm in it.
0: Curious to hear about this one. I mean, I those magic
1: cats pursuing you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah.
2: Um. I mean, this didn't come out this year, so it's kind of cheating. But I just think about Baby Driver uh, yeah, when I'm thinking can. about cheating Ooh, scenes, right? Which is that just, is cheating. I know. Yeah. Because it's, like, it's really good. Oh, it's um, So fucking good. Like it is the
3: standard of what it means to be good, and I don't think anything in 2018 met that. Yeah. Definitely that, not. That's
2: the thing. Like I didn't. I mean, I haven't seen Mission Impossible yet, which I definitely want to. But um, you know.
3: I, I would also say there's a, a scene in Mission Impossible where Tom Cruise is just running after people. Yeah. And, like, he's really fucking good at that. Yeah, he is. Like, he's just <laughs> running after somebody. And okay. It's tense and it's
0: good and it's exciting. Time out, time out. Everyone <laughs> says Tom Cruise is great at running. Yes.
3: Yeah, I don't it.
0: understand how can you be good at running There's in a movie. One scene I in... watched him run. <laughs> <laughs> he, i would like, he has good form, or like, no,
3: it's t- just like it feels like, like holy fuck, I need to get somewhere. Like, it's... watch, watch a. Uh...
1: Fucking Seagal movie, and then you'll know. You'll know what it means to be fucking bad at running, and you'll know what it means to be good at running.
3: No, there's there's a scene in Mission Impossible three where he's running, and it's a pan shot where he's going across like a bridge and like the sidewalk or something. Yeah. And it's just like you feel the intensity. Like you feel like he needs to get there. Yeah. <laughs> and in the most recent Mission Impossible movie, I don't for, I forget what they're called these days. Uh, but it's like full metal alchemist uh whatever it's called but it's like like it's like holy shit like he needs to get there this is important that he catches this person and like that whole vibe is portrayed when he's chasing somebody and i think it's very rare and I, i said this last episode mel gibson also had that where it's like it's not just somebody running as fast as they can it's like It's like oh no i need to get there this is important okay they portray that just with how they're running
2: that's true that actually makes me think of um the tomb raider movie the recent one i feel like alicia vikander does a good job of that as well i
3: really wish that movie was better I, like, I do
2: too because I love the Tomb Raider franchise and it's really interesting and I have an archaeology background and all that stuff. Oh, okay, but, yeah. But, um, you know, so... But I thought she did a lot of things very well despite the shortcomings of the film, which just felt yeah. like kind of a setup to do something better. Yeah,
3: there was a... Like, I, I think she was a good action hero and I think there was a lot of good things happening, but it was just... There were certain special effects that let it down. There were certain things yeah. that just weren't as good as they should have been. But I think if they would have... Reduce the special effects and had it more just her acting. Yes, I think it would have been better. Yeah. Whereas like she would have a really good scene and then all of a sudden she would jump somewhere and it's like oh, this <laughs> is a special effect.
2: Yeah, but I thought like the the bike chase that she did at the beginning was like pretty. Oh, there fun. we go. Yeah. Right, like.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. When she Where had she had the, the, the paint, paint can? Yeah, yeah, that was actually really good.
2: Yeah, it was good. So.
0: Okay. In that same vein, the bike chase done wrong, like in Venom. When oh. he was, like, he was Venom, but, like, he was on a motorcycle, and then he was, like, using his powers, which, like, could have been cool, but mm-hmm. it wasn't, because mm-hmm. it was so not real. <laughs> Anyways, uh, most memorable, oh, Jesus, most memorable movie moment in a good way. So we, we, Solo was out. Um, we not <laughs> For all scenes.
3: Um. Uh, I'm gonna say First Man. Uh, uh, when they, and this is not a spoiler, because you know exactly what happens in this movie. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, when, when so they, they actually, do land on the moon? When they landed on the moon, it was done really fucking well. And, like, I, I like, maybe I'm a little bit biased, because I love kind of the old NASA footage, but just, like, how they portrayed that last 5-10 mm-hmm. minutes of them actually landing down and kind of opening the door and everything, it was just perfectly done. And... It, like at that point, it almost didn't even matter what else happened in the movie. It was just like I fucking love that. At what
0: much. point of the movie does that happen? It's like near halfway
1: the near the end. Okay. Yeah.
3: The the movie is very much about other stuff regarding like not really about moonlighting. Uh, but yeah,
1: really well done. I would say one of the final scenes in eighth grade. A lot of the movie was shot very close and tight, uh, in an attempt to kind of like uh, give like show you the anxiety that the main character is feeling so it's very close very tight like she's constantly sort of zoomed into the screen and then finally as the the final scene unfolds um she kind of is burning the memories i don't want to give too much away but, um at that moment like they kind of there's like a audible or like a a release that you feel watching
3: have you ever watched the michael haneke movie no He's a German director, and he very much has, like... When you say that, it makes me think of him because it has, uh, t- like, a scene at the end of the movie where it's just, like, shot from a distance, where it's, like, it's almost here, I've been in this person's shoes for two hours, and all of a sudden I'm seeing them from someone else's perspective. Is it like that, or is it different?
1: Um, maybe not as cinematic, but um, probably same in the feeling. I, I love when, like um when cinematographers and directors will use depth to perf- portray something um because yeah you're living inside of a character's shoes and finally you're kind of removed from that and you're like uh oh, something's coming off of my chest <laughs> um it's a it's a great effect
2: yeah i have a few they're like all pretty different so um the first one is in annihilation when um natalie portman is sort of uh mirroring oh. the, that scene oh, where they're yeah. in the lighthouse because it's just so spooky um, and it's like weird and it's threatening like but metal you don't alien. know yeah and and the tension is so good yes um and it's so spooky um so there's that one and then um from a star is born the the final scene where she's singing is just like so it's that emotional release in kind of a different way than eighth grade but it's so beautiful um, but also when they, um, and if you've seen the trailer, but not the film, um, at one point, like she gets out of the car and she's walking away from Bradley Cooper and he says like, mm-hmm. Hey, and she turns around and, you know, says what? And he says, I just want to get one more look at you. And she I, sort of I, I goes was off her nose say, and it's really cute. Movie,
3: when she first comes out to the stage oh, to sing. Yeah. Very powerful scene. Yeah.
2: So powerful. Like you just get this rush cause you really feel what she's feeling. Um and Oscars then... are coming. Okay, yeah, <laughs> she's ready. Um, I'm going gonna,
3: I'm gonna to say this. There's a lot of stigma against guys crying at a movie theater. I had a single tear during that scene. What? Yes! Uh, and I think it's 100% okay for a guy <laughs> to single tear or cry during a movie scene. That's why you go to see a movie is to make you feel something. And it made me feel something.
2: I agree with that. That's great. Yeah. I'll chip
1: in and say, I ugly cried during the Florida Project. <laughs> I was there. She rank.
2: He did. It was good,
1: though. Felt nice. <laughs> it was nice. worthy. It was worthy.
2: Yeah. It was a great movie. Um, I had a third moment, and I don't remember what it is now. Mm. Yeah, I
0: don't know. We can... Wait, what was the... Before uh, A Star is Born... Oh, Annihilation. Annihilation. With the, uh, the, the metal the, alien. Yeah, the mirror alien. Sorry. Not, like, a moment that I'm talking about, but question on that one okay. for everyone. Just randomly. Side side note. With the with the metal alien thing, did you find that, like, sinister or, like, just weird or, like, kind of, like... I, I
3: appreciated that ending because I thought it was appropriate for a movie. Like, you building up to so much in that movie. How do you really yeah. like, build to a final conclusion? And it's, like, I feel like it was adequate enough that it wasn't crazy. Because if you're too subtle, it's not meaningful enough and i felt like it was it was big it was important it was like there was a lot being revealed there and it was adequate enough for me to love the rest of the movie as opposed to like you could really fuck up the whole movie with that one scene and it didn't yeah <laughs> yeah it yeah. wasn't yeah. phenomenal but the movie wasn't about the ending it was about the movie and right. it was it was good yeah we tried to. strength
1: if you tried to tie up things too neatly it would have just seemed a little too manufactured yeah i found that scene to be like completely eerie And it gave me just a weird gut feeling, but eerie in a good way in that I couldn't stop watching it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And just kind of the, they like played with that whole uncanny valley notion of like Mm. something that's very near human, but not quite uh, so perfect.
2: Yeah. And I wasn't, um, you know, didn't find the, the mirror alien to be completely threatening, but it was, you know, just threatening enough to kind of, create that tension yeah that that made me not able to look away yeah yeah, uh, it was appropriate it was yeah, yeah it but was just it, perfect. like
0: just specifically on like the thing the alien being threatening is like one of the big, biggest things that confused me in that movie it was like why is she fighting it because it like it, for to me it just seemed like it was like learning from her Yes.
2: yes yeah and that was the thing is like you couldn't tell what it wanted from yeah her, right like what is it doing it wasn't
3: just evil it was like it's just a thing that's here exactly it's just so, been
0: created so it like it wants to know what's going
1: on so like she's doing this i'm gonna do this too it yeah. communicated its alienness so well <laughs> yeah. like this is something very other like this is not a thing of this earth yeah and that's just scary Sorry yeah. to
0: everyone that hasn't Go seen
2: Annihilation. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it, yeah, it's but
0: yeah, great. yeah, watch oh, it.
1: warnings.
2: I remembered my last thing. Go for it. So this is just maybe says more about my um, obsession with Jason Isaacs, which we've explored <laughs> on this episode thoroughly. Um, but it's just in Death of Stalin when he sort of like throws off his coat and all the medals are out there and he's just like, boom, fucking Jason Isaacs. Anyways, that's the moment.
0: <laughs> okay, cool. Um, movie most likely to be a cult classic. From 2018.
2: I feel like 8th grade could be a cult classic. Cult classic, though? I don't know. It's like really I feel sp- it's, it's really a little special. too feely.
1: Well, I feel that. Um, I don't know. I was going to throw that back at you with Starsborn, but Starsborn is very mainstream. It's probably yeah. going to get a lot of mm. uh, awards
3: love. Yep. Um, uh, I'm going to say mid 90s. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I, oh, I Hill. love mid 90s. Yeah. Uh, and we haven't talked about it at all this episode yet but i think we're about to hit a wave of 90s nostalgia Yeah. And we i are. think you could probably point to mid 90s as one of the movies that started that There's yeah. probably a few others that did that first but it's it, it captured the 90s and like for me as somebody who grew up in like the the late 90s is really where i hit my stride It's um, something that i really related to and we're going to transition from the stranger thing 80s period from the the 90s period i uh, i think this period just it, Mid-90s captured it perfectly, and I loved it, uh, and I, I I, wish it got more love than did. <laughs> didn't get much.
1: Yeah, that could have very easily been another entry into the
3: uh, underrated movies that you need to see. It's just like, I, I feel like I both hate and love its ending. I'm like, what, what was this movie about?
1: <laughs> full, full disclosure, I've not yet seen this, but this this falls very into the camp of movies that I love. So, it's yeah. it's going to be on there.
3: Well, if you loved Fingerboards as yes. Like 90s kid, <laughs> understand this movie.
0: What? Done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <All> <laughs> Say right. no more. Tech, I mean, tech deck the movie, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> if we're talking about, like, just straight up cult classic where it's, like, it's a movie that n- didn't necessarily do that well. It's not necessarily good, but, like, it was like, ed- entertaining, I guess. And you say so, I'm
3: gonna hate you so much.
0: No, I'm not. Shut up. I was, <laughs> uh, I was gonna say the Meg, which oh, I don't. What? Okay. No, I did. I don't no, like.
1: Th- that is like a definition of a cult classic movie. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I, like
0: I didn't like it. Per- like I personally didn't even like it that much. But like, if you're trying to get to like the cult classic yeah. uh, definition, it does fit the bill. It's like kind of kind of something dumb, but like it was fun and.
3: I would put ahead of that, Kin. Kin? I don't know if anyone saw this, but Kin. No. Uh, basically a movie about a kid who finds like a, a sci-fi fantasy gun in a warehouse when he's <laughs> moving around. Right? That
0: see, No, yeah. See, that's like a good yeah. cult classic one too.
3: Uh, and there's there's a very high profile ending that I don't want to spoil. Okay. But it kind of teases some feature movies mm. that comes out of...
1: Oh my god. Oh, a real sake bomb, folks. Uh, sake. I think Carson's drunk. Uh,
3: anyway, this movie is... It goes all out on spoiler, on like things that will happen in the future, and it probably will not because no one saw it. So, <laughs> all so. right. I'm going to talk to you about it after, after this movie. Okay. I to spoil this on air. Off the air.
0: Yeah. yeah. Last question is kind of anticlimactic, but the question is best setting. <laughs> it just <laughs> it just says best setting on this piece of paper best thing interpret it as you will what
2: did that mean <laughs> um I pick Colette yeah period piece lady early 1900s Paris
3: I was gonna say Hold the Dark I
2: don't know what that is uh
3: right. it's a uh, Netflix release movie starring Alex Skarsgård uh he's like in Alaska and he's trying to get revenge sort All of right. um, I don't know, his son was killed, but there's wolves, and it's Alaska, and I don't know what. Sure. Uh, I I watched the movie. I still don't know what it's about. (laughs) Um, But it's just like, it has a really good setting and atmosphere. The plot doesn't take it anywhere, but the setting's really good. All right. What about you? Uh,
1: Buffering, buffering, buffering. Uh, My mind is still stuck inside of Annihilation. Uh, I mean... Yeah. a lot of what drove that movie was a setting that was of this earth but also completely alien mm-hmm. uh, and it was it was like a perfect complement to the movie without taking over the movie entirely
3: I, I would also say in that similar vein in a movie that I didn't love uh, Infinity War uh, mm-hmm. in Thanos on Titan Multiple settings. It. Oh, yeah. No, just, like, like the whole Titan setting of, like, my society didn't succeed. I This is my reason for wanting to kill half the universe. Like, there's something there. I don't think they've fully tapped into it, but, like, there's something there.
1: No, I, I also agree with that. There's a lot of times where um, a movie will try and do a flashback and to try and, like, pull some emotional heartstrings where it just doesn't translate, doesn't work. Uh, and... You know, in, a, in the Avengers movie, they do it quite well.
4: Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, to add to that, I'm going to say uh, Overlord. Um, <laughs> which is, the, again, the World War II uh, Nazi zombies movie. Because... Um, what? I was going to say, but what about the Meg, though? <laughs> 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 no, but in, in terms of, like, just straight setting, I'm going to, like, put laser focus on it. Like, the, the little French town that's occupied by the Nazis, uh, and, like, just... It's that, and then you insert zombies in it. It's cool. Yeah.
3: I good, have, like, good ten setup. movies I want to mention right now. I know. Okay, um, quickly. One after the other. wreck and Ralph 2 really well portrays the internet. Uh, I
1: okay, next. Done.
2: Uh, Isle of Dogs. But, wait, but what?
0: What are, what are we doing right now?
2: We're, we're, going we're back doing settings. Oh, okay. Yeah, Tra- I mean, Trash Island and just okay. all, like... Oh, yeah. Every setting in every
1: Wes Anderson movie. <laughs> Megazaki and Yeah.
2: yeah.
3: Um, Under the Silver Lake, a Andrew Garfield movie that I watched last night. Um,
2: I heard he hates Mondays.
3: And loves the <laughs> I, I don't understand this. <laughs> Garfield. Um, um, <laughs> Sorry. <a> really good <laughs> setting of like a 50s noir movie. I think it just oh, okay. it captured it fucking awesome. And one thing I wanted to mention in this movie that I never did is they have a character called the Hobo King. He has a cardboard crown. It's fucking awesome. He's Uh, like the best character I've seen in all of 2018.
2: Amazing. i never had a
3: chance to mention him. Big shout-outs to Hobo King. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, Any good setting movies? Anyone?
3: Uh, The Apostle from the guy who directed The Raid and The Raid 2. Uh, That's on
0: Netflix, too, I think. It's on
3: Netflix. Uh, He said a movie that was set in, like, sort of medieval times, but, like, They have a manual drill that drills into someone's brain at some point, which Uh? shows it in full graphic detail, which is awesome but also really creepy, and I love it.
2: Why are they like? Because they they have
3: to purify him because they're religious (laughs) and he did something bad. So they got to drill his
0: brain. He did something bad. (laughs) Okay. Um. You know what? Last. Last entry into the best setting category. I'm gonna say Black Klansman, uh, a different type of period piece uh, that was done very well. Um, just like that time period, it's like weird. It's like it's not that long ago, but it's still weird for yeah. some reason. What like what? When was it set? You guys? Was it like late '60s? Late '60s, 70s? '70s. Yeah, yeah.
3: They captured It captured really well of like. Hey, here's what the '60s and '70s were like. That was fucked up to think about a race like that. But yeah. like, also, that's not that different than how it is now. Yeah. yeah. Well, that
0: they—that's like the main. Yeah. That was that movie. Yeah. Um, and the the ending—if you like remember like uh, news clips of current times—just cut at the very end of the movie. But anyways, that's like <laughs> aside. Best setting, Boom.
3: Okay, let's cut this segment. We're going to finish this episode off. What movie are you looking forward to coming out? This is how we end every episode. Uh, In the next little while, what movies are you guys looking forward to coming out?
0: I'll start because, like I've said before, this is going to be what I'm looking forward to until April. I'm going to say it on every episode until then. (laughs) Artemis Fowl. Yeah! By Disney, it's based on a children's... uh, Not a children's book, but like a young adult adult novel. It's like in the vein of Maze Runner or whatever, but... um,
2: But like better.
0: Yes, but better. Uh, It's about like this child genius named Artemis Fowl, and he's like hunting fairies and trolls. And I really... Okay, two things. uh, I'm worried about the casting because uh, for one example, on one hand... Commander Root, uh, the the police chief of the fairies, is supposed to be some big fat crass like some of uh, um, Parks and Recreation. Um, Chris Pratt? No. Nick Offerman. <laughs> Nick <laughs> Offerman. He's supposed to be like a, a crass Nick Offerman type. All right. But they cast Judy Dench for some fucking reason. <laughs> hmm. um, Nick
3: Offerman is also in the movie. No, he's not. Yeah. Shut up. What? Yeah.
0: We're gonna I have to. We're, we're gonna have to fact check this. <laughs> but anyways, Judy Dench is that that commander, and then also. At the same time, I just really want to know. There's one character named Mulch Dickums, who's a dwarf. <laughs> that um, he's a, a kleptomaniac I'm dwarf, in. but um, it, the way he tunnels into buildings is that he eats the dirt and then he shits it out. <laughs> <laughs> and I really want to see how they handle that in a Disney movie. Yeah. And that's why I, I'm so excited to watch this movie.
1: God damn, I'm excited too.
0: And he's played by Josh Gad. <laughs>
1: I got some ham and I got some cheese. (laughs) Uh, So for ham, uh, you know it's meaty, it's substantial. Uh, Roma, it's coming out quite soon. Um, onto Netflix release. Was it a TIFF premiere? It was. i fucking love this movie. Yeah. Um, Yeah,
2: Limited theatrical release, but on Netflix.
1: Looking looking forward to that immensely. Netflix Netflix is gravity. Mm -hmm. Yes
3: uh it's completely different than gravity <laughs> yeah
2: it's like semi-autobiographical yeah. it's all in black and white sorry not to steal <laughs> your no, yeah
3: they they've
1: been hitting it out of the park recently um we've talked a lot about outlaw king uh an amazing movie um
3: are you, are you talking about netflix netflix oh netflix, netflix has netflix. not been hitting it out of the park <laughs> no uh, I was going to talk about The Apostle and Mute, which have not been
1: a huge Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mute was a big disappointment. I Mute was just plain Mute. weird. I want to
3: talk about it, but I won't. <laughs> I
0: love Mute. It's
1: weird to see Pippin as a prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. What more do you want? I think this is a good transition to Cheese. Um, so, in, in Cheese, I'm looking forward to the Avengers movie that's coming up. <laughs> that's um, fair. I mean, it's fair. They they left a good hook at the end. Um, the, the trailer just dropped a few days ago as of recording this podcast. Uh, and they they tease a lot of moments that aren't just your typical kind of schlocky action flick. Uh, you see some introspection. You see a lot of characters that you haven't really gotten to know in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Ant-Man. Uh, <laughs> the reveal of Ronin? Yes, the reveal of Ronin. Ro- wait, also in Avengers? the trailer? What? Yeah. Did I miss this? You did
0: Sh- not. Uh? Uh? <laughs> <laughs> I made a, a motion with my arm and a fake sword. I'm gonna have to watch this again. We're not talking about Captain Marvel, right?
3: No, we're no. talking about Hawkeye whose name is Ronan now.
1: Oh. <laughs> so okay. so that is one I am you know at, know. I'm pretty looking forward to. I never thought there would be a day where I'd look forward to an Avengers movie, but you know <laughs> Times change and I'm I change with them. <laughs> like Bob Dylan said.
2: <laughs> yeah, Bob Till- Dylan told you to do it, so you know, fucking do it.
1: Okay, you, your turn. Okay, fucking do so, it.
2: Here I am, with more period pieces. Yes. So <laughs> I am looking forward coming. to the favorite, which mm. is out now, just recently, right? Or is coming oh, out this I weekend? Think my idea. Yeah. Uh So it's about Queen Anne, 18th century England, starring Olivia Colman, Rachel Weisz, and Rachel Emma Stone. And
0: Evie. I know, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs>
2: our girl, right? Trust me, I know. <laughs> Friend of the pod, Rachel Weiss. Um, yeah. If only. Um, and it's, yeah, as uh, we were talking about before, the podcast, uh, same director as The Lobster. and So it's going to be just bananas and so good. Uh, so really looking forward to that. The trailers look great. Um, and then the other movie that I'm looking forward to is Mary Queen of Scots. Mm -hmm. Um, starring Saoirse Ronan and Margot Robbie. Yeah, so there we go. About your English lady
3: monarchs. If you're not sold on the favorite, uh, Emma Stone's going to have a nude scene. So there you go. Uh, I wasn't already looking forward to it. Like, uh, here uh, I am. The movie I'm looking forward to is Alita Battle Angel. Uh, really? Yes. Okay, no, tell me. going to be really good. Really. Oh, is this
2: the new James Cameron one? Yes. James
3: Cameron, I think, producing with Christoph Waltz as one of the main actors. And mm. then, uh, the
0: girl is from The Maze Runner. I don't care. Don't tell me that. She's also in <laughs> in a, a funny or die You're, sketch. Your no, YA I, I,
3: connection here, yeah. folks. I just ignore that part. <laughs> it's going to be a good movie. Uh, like, I, think I didn't say that as
1: a bad thing, by the way. I, I'm
3: not a huge James Cameron fan. Uh, but I think it looks like it's going to be a good movie. I don't know why, but I just, I see the trailers and I'm like, yeah, I'm down for that. Yeah.
1: That one really intrigued me. It was something very different from what I've seen recently. Which is what I like. Something yeah. that, yeah. Like this I want of... to succeed. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: and...
3: I am kind of disappointed by, in the first trailer, she had really big eyes. And because of audience feedback, she has kind of big eyes on <laughs> the second round. So it's like, I don't like that type of audience feedback <laughs> adjustment. Yeah. Still. Excuse funny. me.
0: Yeah. Uh, last, just want to shout out Anna and the Apocalypse. Uh, it's a random, I think it's out already, but it's a zombie Christmas movie. You
3: really like
0: zombie <laughs> movies? I do. This is the third time in three episodes. I feel like this is an episode. We should coming have a up. zombie
3: episode.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. We had the apocalypse episode and it wasn't enough for me. But, anyways, <laughs> Anna and the Apocalypse, um, it's a Christmas zombie movie. I don't know anything else about it, but I'm going to watch it. And I'm looking forward to it. <laughs>
3: All right, well, oh, and I go. think it's a musical too. <laughs> I was about to end this episode, so you should watch this, but no, I have a musical, so no, no. Uh, All right, well, uh, thanks for tuning in, everyone. I hope you got some recommendations to uh, watch on Netflix or online somewhere. Uh, and we will see you again next month.
0: Bye. Bye.